This show was made at Access Radio Taranaki in New Plymouth, thanks to New Zealand On Air. For more local content, search for accessradiotaranaki.com. Kia ora, my name's Rex Lovegrove, and welcome to Colours of the Heart, looking at life's challenges from a place of presence and compassion. Imagine there's no heaven. Hey, welcome forward to Colours of the House. And before we kick the ball off, I just need to give my sponsor, Kiwi Biker, a thumbs up. Thank you, brothers and sisters. And Access Radio for supporting me in this platform called Colours of the Heart. Now, I have Josh on board. Now, Josh has got a really interesting story. He's somewhat of an entrepreneur as far as I'm concerned, but he's also experienced some challenges. And as a young man, he's had, you know, a plate full of um, contrast and brother, Brother, thank you for tuning up, putting your hand up in relation to the show, my friend. No, thanks for having me. It's always good to share the story and whatever that story might be each time. Well, I understand that you went through some personal challenges in relation to your health. And in doing so, you know, it shaped shaped who you are as a man in the, the most soulful way. And so would you like to share a little bit of that? Yeah, so I guess I'm 33 young years old, um, but I was 27 when I had a cancer diagnosis and no matter what age you are it's kind of a bit of a blind side when you get told you've got cancer but at that age especially it was probably more so because you start to question what have I done wrong or what caused this and the cancer I had which is Hodgkin's lymphoma is a young person's cancer but I guess one like cold comfort was that it's a random one the doctors don't know what causes it so I, I sort of had a bit of comfort in that information knowing that okay it's hopefully something that I haven't done um, unless the universe has decided otherwise. But yeah, that was a bit of a blind side at what is a relatively young age. But um, I think the upbringing I had with my family and the support network around me probably gave me the the hope and the tools to put something in place to overcome it. I remember the last time I spoke to you, I remember you, you, you faced this challenge called cancer. Yeah like the same way you'd face a game of cricket. Is yeah, that correct? That is correct. Yeah, good memory. <laughs> yeah, I'm a bit of a sports fanatic, uh, which is probably doesn't align with I became a chartered accountant and worked at a bank. But um, cricket, well, sport in general was a huge part of our upbringing. I think New Zealanders have a bit of a love affair with sport. Um, cricket and rugby and netball are probably the three big ones traditionally. Uh, but yeah, I played cricket and rugby growing up and I've always liked sports analogies. Um, I love how sport you can be down but not out and come back and win. And cricket especially is a sport where you can lose three or four wickets in quick succession and consolidate in the middle and actually come back, fight back and win. And it can be your tail enders that are not necessarily known for that, but if they have the right maybe strategy or a little bit of luck, um, rub of the green, maybe the opposition starts to crumble a bit, um, everyone's good for a choke, uh, you can actually come back and win. And if you look at, we've got Pukekura Park, uh, which is a local sports ground, pretty amazing ground visually. Uh, it's world-renowned, world but 
it's small. So I was, you know, when I got told I got cancer, I thought, hmm, well, I'm going to play cancer at Pukekura Park. I'm going to pick my team to come out and pad up. So Brendan McCullum will open, get us off to a flyer. Might lose a few wickets along the way because, you know, we haven't played this game before. Um, but I can bring in people, surround myself, and, and hopefully still get a, a good outcome. And being a smaller ground, we're not chasing 300. Maybe it's only 250. So that was kind of the mindset I had. I think everything's achievable, really. Um, you sometimes need luck, though. You can't discount that. Well, I, I feel personally some of us make our own luck, and I, and I gather you're a bit of a ninja warrior in doing so. <laughs> now, you, 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 you've been very much involved in um, fundraising and um, um, certain groups associated with EG Cancer and a whole lot of other things. So would you like to talk about that too, my brother? Yeah, so <clears throat> my cancer journey, I guess, has been a long one, but the actual treatment part of it was only six sort of months. So I feel quite fortunate that <clears throat> I sort of got through it unscathed. Like you look at me and you wouldn't be able to tell I've had cancer, um, which I'm grateful for. I didn't have to have any huge surgery that some people have and they get quite maimed. Um, <clears throat> but when I came out the other side, I wanted to ha try and help other people that, because you know, 50 or 60 New Zealanders get diagnosed with cancer a day, and that's a big stat. And, you know, what, what are we now? We're in the afternoon and there's probably 30 or so people that have just found out they've got cancer today, which is a crying shame. It is what it is. That's maybe the real pandemic out there that no one's managed to solve. But when you get told that you don't know what you don't know, you get kind of get thrown into the deep end, you know, and there's sharks in the water and you've got to try and navigate your way around that. But I thought with my skills, uh, with my networks and profile, I was hoping to do something to raise a whole lot of money to create something that could benefit the Kiwis and New Zealanders that were getting told they'd have cancer tomorrow. Um, and that ended up being an app called Ripple that when we first came out with the idea, we didn't quite know what we were going to do. Um, but like all good ideas, you just go into the swimming pool and swim along the lane back and forth for an hour and then um, then having that entrepreneurial mindset ideas sort of come to you. So yeah, I used exercise as a way to kind of um, ferment that idea to come to something tangible. And yeah, it ended up being an app that I worked with the Cancer Society New Zealand-wide to develop, um, test, and then launch, um, which we did, which was pretty amazing. And we've had the yeah, national recognition. We've managed to sneak on to the project 7Sharp, uh, which is cool because... Yeah, it's all about sharing the message, really. It's not about me or anyone. It's about creating something that people can just use and and, and consume at their own you know, comfort zone. Wow. Mm. And and you you're raising a young family too, and amongst and amongst all the other challenges, you ninja warrior. <laughs> want to talk a bit about out your whanau, if that feels comfortable with you, my friend. Yeah, yeah. Well, whanau and and yeah, it's a funny thing because uh, my role now in the community is a professional role, but I think personal and professional blend together in this day and age. You know, it's a little bit hard to avoid with the likes of social media and everything's so accessible. Everyone has a view on everything. But I think the way you interact with your family, whanau and friends is, is really important. Um, it becomes a part of who you are. Um, some people might disagree with that. They want to separate that, but that's not how I operate. But <clears throat> during this whole sort of, if I call it process journey, yeah, I have you know, married my now wife. Um, we've got child he's 22 odd months old and we've got another one on the way so that's all been a part of it as well and I guess that's molded helped sort of mold who I am and but given me a very strong fire and mm. drive to 
push forward with whatever I'm doing. And sometimes you don't know what you're going to do until you just go down the road or look around the corner, <laughs> which sounds a bit philosophical, but I think when you get cancer, you do get a little bit, you start to question a few things, mm. um, but it definitely turns the dial on your lens of what is really important to you and then your yeah, family whanau and um, the community are really important to me now. So, yeah. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. Fano, you with colours of the heart. We'll pause for this song. And if you haven't been told today, let me be the first. You are cared for. Kia ora. One for the money, two for the show Three to get ready, now go cat, go by, don't you? Step on my blue sweet shoes Well, you can do anything but lay on my blue sweet shoes You can knock me down, step in my face Slide in my name all over the place We'll do anything that you want to do But no, honey, lay off them shoes and don't you? We'll do anything that you want to do But oh, oh, honey, lay on my shoes And don't you step on my blue sweat shoes Well, you could do anything But lay on my blue sweat shoes Once again, welcome forward to Colours of the Heart. And I have Josh in the house, and 
he's a cancer survivor. But now I look at him and he's a thriver. And he's done some pretty amazing stuff over the, the period of his struggles from my perspective. And I understand, brother, you were in Survivor. Is that right? The TV yeah. series. So, yeah, did I get that right? Yeah, I was a castaway on Survivor New Zealand. Would you like to talk a little bit about that, my bro? Yeah, I guess growing up, I watched the Americans play Survivor, and I've always wondered I'd be great if New Zealand did a Survivor. Yeah. And when I was getting radiation in Osmond House in Palmerston North, Survivor New Zealand just popped up on the TV. Season one starts t tomorrow night, and I was like, the first thing I was like, "What? I didn't know this was on." Like, where was my opportunity to have an application to get on the cast? But I obviously missed um, the marketing comms there. <laughs> But as it turns out, I wouldn't have been able to do it anyway because I had, you know, I was getting radiation treatment for cancer. But I said, I looked at my mum who was sitting next to me. I said, oh, I'm going to go on season two. And it was like it was the university, sweet as. So when season two came out uh, for applications, I just went for it. Um, and fortunately, you know, when you had when you have cancer, you can pull out the cancer card occasionally. Um, not too often. You don't want to burn that uh, goodwill. But in this instance, I did because <laughs> it's a backstory. Yes. Um, TV, you know, that's all about. Right. But I really wanted to play the game, um, have a crack at it, and yeah, prove myself, I guess. And I managed to get on the cast. It's sort of a game that just sort of happened. It was a bit strange. It just all of a sudden I was on the cast, which if you look at the demographics of a cast and you can narrow it down to a, maybe a late 20s white um, male, I guess, in that athletic sort of mould. Yeah, there weren't many spots, but I managed to get on, so I was pretty stoked for that. And yeah, we went off to Thailand, five hours north of Bangkok in the middle of nowhere, like rural Thailand, and played Survivor um, on these lake islands, which, yeah, I call it the hardest fun I've ever had. It was fun, but it was definitely hard. Wow. It's very hard to prepare for something like that because it's a money-can't-buy experience. You can't go out and have a little taster. It's just all or nothing. Extraordinary. And I understand you sold your pair of shorts. Is that right? Yeah. How did that work? There's a, there's a massive worldwide survivor fan network and some of these people just absolutely throff it. And during my fundraising campaign, I was trying to work out ways to raise money for the Kent Society and this app, uh, Ripple, and I looked at some of the items I had and I kept a few of them because the, the, my buffs that you wear on your head, all that stuff's quite nostalgic, so I kept that. <clears throat> but a few pairs of clothing, some shorts, t-shirt and some shoes that I used in the game. You saw them on the TV, so you could verify that I'd used them in the game. I sold them to some Survivor buffs in America for over $1,000. Wow. I just put it out there and said, this is what the price is, and they were like, sweet. So yeah, you can find them on some website somewhere. It's like Survivor alumni kit. Right. Yeah. Right. And <laughs> of course, you you, you you pass that money on to your, to your charity, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It all went towards the... Um, the raising the funds for the Kent Society mm. to create create the app. So yeah, it was it was quite useful leveraging off I guess that survivor experience to raise some money. And now I understand you've done an Iron Man too in amongst the mix, is that right? Yeah, so survival was only a couple of short months after I'd finished radiation, which I had to get approval from my oncologist. But I said, You must sign this. I <laughs> <laughs> she had no choice, but um we got past that hurdle. And then when I when I was <clears throat> had for my fundraising campaign, I did a half Ironman as the culminating event. But then I was doing guest speaking around and I was talking about what I'd been through and then I'd done a half Ironman, but the word half was bugging me. So I thought I can't call myself a full Ironman yet. So I decided 
I wanted to do a full Ironman and the, and the catalyst behind that was probably that I wanted to do something that I didn't think I could do before I had cancer. So I'd been through cancer and then I wanted to do something that was really going to test me to my absolute limit and that was an Ironman and then. Um, so yeah, I did the Topol Ironman in March 2020. Um, yeah, it was pretty hard. But, yeah, it's definitely the hardest thing I've ever done. I mean, just mentally really because physically you can keep pushing your body but your brain has to want to agree to that yeah yeah well what gets you up in the morning i mean like it's quite a you're having a quite an astonishing story as far as i'm concerned and i've interviewed some really interesting people but you're you're quite young and your your tanks you know you still got you've got still some mileage in the tank so what motivates you my brother what gets you up in the morning yeah a good question sometimes i've never actually questioned myself on that i just for some reason the fire keeps burning but i think having cancer has just given me quite a honed and lens on what I want to achieve and that's not I don't have an answer to that but <clears throat> I really want to make my mark on the world um, and at this stage across you know Taranaki but New Zealand and Aotearoa New Zealand Inc like us as a country I really want to help grow New Zealand with whatever that looks like whether it's business community talent um, mm -hmm. putting us on the map worldwide or just making New Zealand a better place uh, more prosperous for people, you know, less poverty, kind of all that sort of stuff. So again, not 100% sure how I'm going to sort of do that, but I'm hoping through what I'm doing and the stuff through work, personal, voluntary, that I'm sort of adding to that. Mate, you've got an intention and the details will work out itself based on your enthusiasm and your compassion. And I tell you, man, like to speak to a young person who has fire in the belly and is is seen a, a future outside of some of the the contrast and madness that we're experiencing mm. right now. You put a smile on my face, <laughs> I can assure you. So along with the young ones, because I mean, like, like just just instinctively feel like I need to go down this 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 rabbit hole. We got a lot of young people who are really struggling. Yeah. Um. And 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 your response to that question would suggest you agree. And so what would be, I don't know, right word, a formula, but how would how, how do you feel that we need to address these these young souls that require a little bit of direction, a little bit of RP? What would your game plan be, my brother? You're having a game of cricket, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, lose a few wickets. Um, yeah, I think I think some of the young people these days don't have a real purpose, or, or and maybe they don't have the role models in front of them. Um, I think a lot of my success, or that's led to the opportunities that I've managed to grab have been I've had people to aspire to or because mm. I think inspiration and aspiration are quite important you can't have aspiration without being inspired and I've had people that have inspired me to aspire mm. and yeah I think I think it can be a lack of direction you know, social media's probably got a lot to blame for um, some of our young people maybe not having um, very much drive um, or accountability as well. I think you can't get given everything can't be given to you on a plate. Mm -hmm. Too many of them, I think, think oh, I'll just get given that, or it'll it'll just happen. Um, yeah, that's probably not the case. Well, I agree with you because I think um, pain create you know, create creates um, um, uh, uh, and builds character. It does, yeah. And with and without it, um, um, we're only half. Of what we could be and some may not agree with that statement but i know from my own personal um experience that um the hardest um the most outrageous events were diamonds in the rough 
And based on your your experience regarding cancer and a few other things, I'm sure that you've 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 had to look in the eye. In doing so, um, you've come out the other side. And in doing so, there's something about you is that shining that wasn't shining prior mm. to the contrast, huh? Yeah, I yeah I totally agree. <clears throat> and I think in the past there's probably been too much focus on or oh, you failure is bad, but actually failure is good because. Anyone that did anything has failed to get where they are. And you look at, like, Sarid Mahili was a, a big strength that I drew on when I had cancer with the mountain. With you know, we've got our mountain on our doorstep, which I look at every day. But you know, he, him, and Tenzin climbed that first. But a lot of people had failed, and, and mm. they'd probably failed. But it, it takes a whole lot of failure sometimes to build up the resilience, the courage, the skills, maybe, mm. um, confidence to go and do what you want to do. Mm. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm definitely. I haven't always succeeded. Sometimes you do have to put yourself out there to kind of learn, okay, this is what I actually need to do, but if you're gonna fail, fail fast. It's mm. cliche, but it's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I and I and I, I I pick up that you know, you you genuinely feel for people's hardships. This is not about trying to make it small, it's just about this is life. Um, I don't know of anybody who hasn't suffered. It's the, the innate nature of a, a, a growth, one of a better word. And you know, this is a personal perspective. Is that I, I do agree with you when you say that there's, there's everything's instant, huh? You know, like mm. fuck. Yeah, yeah. You, you get on the phone and sex, it's there. Mm. Um, and none of it's there's no boundaries associated with that. Um, you you want to um, cause some 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 grief to somebody else. You tell them to sod off with a text message. You don't look them in the eye and yeah. discuss that that's required to be discussed. And I'm not trying to make small of it or or, 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 or belittle those that are struggling. I'm just I'm just aware that when I see strength, it needs to be it needs to be uffied. And when I see weakness, that also needs to be uffied, one of a better word, but in a way in which creates inspiration mm, mm. rather than rescuing, huh? Yeah. And it's 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 totally fine to ask for help or you know, add someone to your team because most most people if, if they are asked can you help me they mm. will mm. Um, and that goes for CEOs leaders bosses and often the CEOs if when you go ask oh would you be willing to mentor me yes yeah yeah some of them have never been asked and they're yeah. actually quite successful people and they have that's actually a learning opportunity for them as well is mm. to oh pass it on to the yeah. next generation. Yeah, no, beautiful. Yeah, absolutely beautiful. And again, no disrespect to our young people. They are they are diamonds in the rough. But there are certain things in our society that haven't supported them blooming to the extent they could. Yeah, well, they are the future. We need them to succeed. Yeah. You know, when we're when you're greater and older, and I'm greater and older again, you know, they'll be in charge. So we need them to um, know their stuff. Oh, 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 yeah, beautiful. <laughs> You know, I don't know you do a bit of public speaking too, brother. Um, we want to talk into that a little. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's sort of. I, I enjoy it. Um, I enjoy sharing my story because when you get up in front of an audience, regardless of who they are, there's you know, generally something to share. But it's always interesting because I've done some speaking to 412-year-olds um, versus 400 rest home um, aged people and. The message is the same, but it doesn't matter on the age and stage of life because you know those twelve-year-olds they were finishing. They might have been a bit younger, but they were finishing primary school, so they were the big fish in their pond at primary school. But they're about to go off to um, intermediate or high school, and now they're the little fish again. Mm. So they're required 
this is a moment in their life where they're going to be tested, they're going to require resilience, they're going to be out of their comfort zone. And if, again, if you look at the, the 80 year olds, if I pick on that age, at a rest home, they're nearing the end, but they might be have just recently retired, so they're having to think, oh, what am, what's my purpose in life? So the age and stage is not always relevant. It's sort of applying a story or a learning to where you are and how it might be able to benefit you. So mm. that yeah, when I talk to audiences, I try and I started with that, and again, when we talked to a group of leaders, did a leadership talk recently, and I almost felt like an imposter because these people in here were like far more successful and had bigger careers. But again, I think that can sometimes not be hugely relevant. Mm. Um, you can still share your story regardless of you know, where you're at. Brilliant. Mm. I hey, I, I admire your courage. Um, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Hey, Fano, you with Colours of the Heart, we're with Josh, and he's been sharing his heart in relation to that that he's passionate about. Thank you, brother, for entering the, the arena of Colours of the Heart. I will be asking you forward. I will be asking you for another interview. Um, thank you, thank you, thank you. No worries, thanks for having me. Yeah, well, you're welcome. Kia ora. Thank you for your time and your ears. If you are inspired and stimulated by what has been said, you can contact me at Mountaintop Life Coaching and look forward to hearing your feedback. If you haven't been told today, let me be the first. You are cared for. Kia ora. This show was made at Access Radio Taranaki with help from New Zealand On Air. To find more local content, go to www.accessradiotaranaki.com.